and welcome to the Outpost Frequencies, brought to you, brought to you by thelastmovieoutpost.com, for all of your movie news, reviews, and everything cool about food, apparently. Uh, are you right there, Yoda? <laughs> just a second, just a second. Let's see if we can, let's see if we can make him spit it out. Please. <laughs> what is it? What is it you're eating? It's a croissant, egg, sausage, cheese, croissant. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, gosh. How the other, yeah. how the other half do live? It's well, the best that a microwave Jimmy Dean can offer. <laughs> I am oh, a leftover oh, oh, oh. John's pizza, although other pizzas are available. Um <laughs> for my breakfast. Anyway, hello and welcome to everybody. It's just the three of us today because Sean is still on the run. I mean, uh, still attending his uh, flower presenting convention. Um, <laughs> Best you could come up with? Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's not bad off the top of my head. Um, Yoda, how are you, my friend? I'm wonderful. I was supposed to not be here and I won't be here in August, at least the first two weekends. But... Um, I was supposed to do a big test with our systems. And then um, Hurricane What the Fuck came through the Midwest, which never happens. <laughs> it was like 100-mile-an-hour winds and knocked out all the power in Topeka. So we came about within 20 minutes of all of our systems shutting down completely, <laughs> which they have. some of these haven't been shut off in a decade. So I'm, I'm not sure what would happen <laughs> if we <laughs> it was a good test. It was a good test of everybody's it, response. It, yes. It was a good test of my sweat glands, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and Matt, how are you today, mate? I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm watching Wimbledon in the corner over here on my left. Ugh. Comments on the website here, chatting to you guys. So clearly oh, we have your full attention. You've got yeah. me. Uh. I am. Um, I'm so glad Wimbledon's over. The BBC like to ram it down your throat for the two weeks um, of the year, so I've been resorting to Netflix and other streaming services. <laughs> just, just. Uh, to I, li I like it. I like it. Good morning, Mainamari. From Florida. Oh, happy days. Uh, I bet it's nice over there. The, That's the where I'm wanting weather, to go to. The BBC weather has kept promising thunderstorms. Uh, and it hasn't, and I, I, I haven't done it yet, but I was going to make a picture and sort of say, what is more reliable for weather fortune telling, the billion down pound computer that the BBC bought or this pine cone? Because <laughs> at the moment, the pine cone would win. Yeah, win, anyway, isn't it? Nature. Let's crack on. So, James Gunn fanboys. They're lovely people, and uh, they're they're always they're always good for a laugh. Uh, is what we find. Um, Matt, what 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 did you have against James Gunn fanboys? This is listen, just a quick couple of minute rant, and let me get my soapbox. We've got James Gunn okay. and Superman. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not even going to mention that fucking pervert. So this is um, <laughs> no, no, this is this is James Gunn and. and Twitter seems to, as usual, split into two camps. You've got the Snyderverse fans and you've got the DCU fans, which are basically the Marvel fans now jumping ship and coming over with James Gunn. <laughs> and what we've had this week is we've had James Gunn announce that we're going to get Hulk Girl, Mr. Terrific, Guy Gardner, who's a Green Lantern, 
and metamorph metamorpho who's also uh, who can change into various elements and blah 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 as well as superman and superman legacy so as you can imagine all the gunites are sitting there you know touching themselves and patting their fannies about how wonderful and what a marvelous invention and how inspirational james gunn and then you got people like me who come from the snyderverse who are like hold on a minute weren't you lot crying and stamping your feet because we had the trinity in batman v superman and three or four five second cameos of aquaman cyborg and the flash and you were claiming that it, they're rushing it and they're trying to build a universe too quickly and blah 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 and yet james Gunn's just announced his Superman legacy with about 30 different characters in it. It's like hypocrisy. So these are all in the movie, or they are all characters yeah. that are coming? Or I No, in Superman Legacy, and we don't know what, to be fair, we don't know what extent. There might be a little five-minute cameo at the end, but at the moment he's cast, he's cast Mr. Terrific, Metamorpho, Guy Gardner, and Hawk Girl, as well as Superman, and obviously Lois Lane, you know for a fact you're going to get an appearance by Batman and Robin because the Batman film is following the Superman legacy film. You are probably going to get Blue Beetle because James Gunn is claiming that Blue Beetle is the first official DCU film. So what are we up to now? It's like seven or eight characters in Superman legacy. And yet the same people that are sitting there going, oh, my God, this is wonderful. It's inspirational. James Gunn knows what he's doing. <laughs> and the same people that are sitting there going, oh, my God, you had three superheroes in Batman versus Superman. You're rushing it. And it's just the absolute hypocrisy and the double standards of these people is just astounding. It does make me laugh the way people will just immediately just sort of Oh, yes, jump ship. Oh, this ship's much better. Oh, the yeah. glass is definitely much greener on this side. Oh, it's wonderful now. I'm very, very happy and brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and, and this, was my big, this was my big concern. When James Gunn took over DC, this was my big concern that all the Marvel fanboys would jump ship and come with him and that he would turn DC into a new Marvel, and it's happening, and I couldn't be more depressed about it. Listen... I hope he proves me wrong. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. I thought Guardians of the Galaxy 2 was great as well. 3, I'm on the fence about. There was good parts. There were bad parts. But overall, I have enjoyed it. But I don't like Marvel. All right? This is why I'm a DC fan, because I don't like Marvel. And this whole making DC into Marvel, and the reason that films like Black Adam and Shazam and Shazam 2 and all the others are failing is because DC fans don't like that style. We like DC because it's DC. And this is my concern that he's now going to turn it into a big shiny, shiny, cartoony, quirky humour. And I'm like, I couldn't be less excited about a Superman film. Listen, Superman, for any of you start bitching about me, Superman, 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 my middle name is fucking Carl L. You know what I mean? It's not look, like I'm not look a Superman at, look fan. At, yeah, I was going to say, look at behind him, look. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see the paperwork on that last one, but uh, oh, be that as it may... <laughs> Uh, I, I just, I'm at the point, I'm like, just fucking burn it all. Let's just bring Westerns back or something. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I, I'm not, yeah. I don't see like, well, you, I, I mean, what, what's your, what's your big problem here? Is it fanboys or is it the direction of everything in general? Because I mean, the fanboys have been, you know, I've seen the Lucas fanboys who just cream all over the cells of the prequels. And I see even more corporate <laughs> dick suckers cream them all over Ray and Finn and all, you know, yeah. uh, 
it's like the fanboys are fanboys. They've always been around. They're always being the yeah. uncritical. I love my thing, no matter how shitty it is. And I, I mean, I, you know, I hate to say this. I put you in the Snyderverse fanboy camp because I you know, like you're talking about I'm we had the that. Trinity in the it's like they did Batman Superman didn't even know why she showed up. It's like was she with you? I thought she was with you. It's like it's the most random freaking thing in the world. So I mean it's it's not, not, all of it is shit to me. The DCU has become what DCEU became shit a long time ago. I think the Marvel Universe ended with Endgame and it has been nothing ever mm-hmm. since. And I have no I have not watched one iota of uh what's the one of uh, uh, Secret Invasion. It's actually not bad. I, I, I was going to say, I watched the first episode. I'm here, it's terrible. I'm just, yeah, I'm just not it's bothered. Not too ba- it's not too bad. But then is the bar so low now that we now accept mediocrity as being relatively Well, I, I mean, they've, 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 they, the only thing I think that's good about uh, the Secret Invasion is that instead of just shitting on white guys, now they've included Nick Fury into this. So they're broadening their horizons <laughs> on shitting on male characters. They're getting into the yeah. other races, which is nice. But uh, yeah, I don't. I don't have any. I, I just like Ahsoka is coming. I don't care. I don't Looks care about the Star Trek. I did watch a few of, gonna, of Strange New Worlds, gonna, and it's terrible. We're going to get onto. We're going to get onto both of those. Actually, saying that, let's let's move on to that. So, we'll we'll get onto Ahsoka later. But let's get on to Strange New Worlds. Now, this I've not even bothered with. Not even given it any consideration, but again, you guys are not impressed. Have you watched the Yoda? I the have not watched the, I haven't watched the last episode, but I've watched oh, one. the first four. Um the one where they went back in time when yeah, okay, it, it was it, it uh La'an Noonien Soong she went back in time with uh, Kirk and uh, they had to fix the timeline. It actually wasn't too bad. They didn't treat Kirk like a joke, and they gave her like a moment that felt human. And I actually, yeah, like she just broke down and cried because of all the stuff that happened, and she talked to Kirk. And I like that episode okay. I thought, yeah, it's it it had a few moments. I went, "Eh." but uh, for the most part, it was a kind of a a good star trek time travel story except that in this case it's like they're actually weeping over the dead timeline which i kind of liked all the rest <laughs> of the episodes have been crap they've just mm. been terrible um the first one I, I i saw some of the clips of this new one where i guess spock loses his vulcan dna and becomes completely human yeah um through star trek nonsense and uh yeah. <laughs> that doesn't bother me there's always been star trek nonsense but yeah. uh the it, it it just seems like they just want to make Spock a joke now. Yeah, and I it, it hate looks that. like a pubescent teenager, doesn't he? He's got a fucking beanie hat on, and well, even in the, even when he's not, he, they're just making just, him look like a joke. It's ridiculous. With with some, with some of these things, I know just completely as a sideline. I know some people said that like the whole uh, beginning of Last Crusade kind of made a mockery of of Indiana Jones, but I always thought it was quite done with love, and so it kind of. To Are me, you talking like about the, fact he the got, Last Crusade? Yeah, 
you know, and, so, and, and the, the whole prequel bit with um, you know, with uh, him as a kid River with River Phoenix. Phoenix. Oh, okay, yeah. all right. And, and, I, and like, and some people have said it was disrespectful, but I never got that from it because I always thought it was done with love. Whereas nowadays, it's kind of they never kind of want to do these characters with love. They just want to kind of no. deconstruct them and ruin them. Well, I, well, I feel like that whole idea. I like the Last Crusade tremendously and I, I feel like I it has it. kind of a legacy grandfathered in but the idea of having to show us every single origin of I mean even down to his facial yeah, scar yeah. and all of that all happened it, on one day <laughs> I don't know it happened on one day it's like <laughs> yeah I didn't mind that at the time because that wasn't a trope that has been shoved into our faces exactly. eight million like by the time you get to solo almost 25 years later you're going oh god this again you know but it yeah, wasn't but that. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't bother me, me then. To me, the Indiana Jones one, I, to me, it was done with love. And so they just wanted to tell, you know, yes, yeah. introduce, obviously, Sean Connery. But it, they did it with tender affection for the character. And it's kind of, oh, this is how he got his scar. And this is what. And it was like, yeah, no, that's fine. I'm fine with that. And even watching yeah. it recently, it didn't bother me. But now, you get the like, feeling it's nowadays, all tongue in cheek a little bit. You get the feeling it's yeah. all kind of a little wink yeah. at the camera. Yeah. It wasn't but meant to be a, a go to storytelling tool for the next 30 no, freaking no. years. That is the problem now. Is is uh, I've just watched the Critical Drinker talking to Russell Brand, and he was saying about how it, they can't come up with anything new, so they've just got to deconstruct stuff which doesn't need deconstruction, and that's that's we're, kind we're, of we're deviating into the let Hollywood burn category now, guys. Yeah, uh, we got someone else on there that's going to. Uh, it's it's going to okay, let's, let's move on. Troll Prince we're in the house. Go. Hey, Indeed. Hello, Joel Prince. Hey, nice to see you. And We're going to do things in different Maddie. in different orders, but <laughs> speaking of digging up things that are in the past, <laughs> um, I've Deadpool got a great 3. I've got a great rumor about this. Um, Deadpool three has started filming and has now ceased, as we will come on to the actress strike later. Later, but there is a rumor going around that Jennifer Garner will be donning the red leather outfit. <laughs> Um, to play Electra, she's uh, sixty years uh, old. Cut, settle down. Man. Looks fantastic. No, no, no. She still looks fantastic, though. She's one of those women that like a fine wine. She, if you go to her Instagram yeah, account, she's, she she's still looks amazing. Um, but yeah, with it, so <laughs> they're digging up a character who been wrecked by Ben Affleck. But forget that part. Yeah, oh, but you yes, can go where Batman's been, so it's a double bonus. <laughs> I'll stir Batman's porridge. You, you want to wear me to what? A Batman outfit? Okay. <laughs> oh, that's not over. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, I said to somebody the the other day, of uh, dress for the job you want and not the job you have, which is why I'm uh, having a disciplinary at work dressed as Batman. You <laughs> <laughs> turned up in a red hood, in a white hood. <laughs> <laughs> you did it wrong. You should have dressed in the beautiful suit because what you really job you really want is billionaire playboy who has a lot of extra time on his hands to dress up as Batman. You did need the not money. Think that through. Yeah, did not think that through. Um, yeah, but the worst anyway. thing is, he turned up dressed as fucking Robin. What I wear under my clothes has got nothing to do with you, all right? Um, but yeah, no, Je Jennifer Garner is going to be reprising her role as Electra 
from the original movie, which is, I think, 2005. I watched both of Daredevil from 2003, which wasn't as bad as I remembered it was. It was it was, it was all right. I mean, it's oh, not good, but it was all right. You're making me go full Popeye here. <laughs> what? But I watched, I watched Electra. And it is. It was. It was terrible. I had to get yeah. through it in about four sittings, and I kind of made myself go. Don't get me wrong. Come the end, when she's in the red outfit, uh, really, really bumps on them. But the the rest of the film is is bad. Is very bad. But it's a really weird casting to bring her back for Deadpool three for some reason. But how is she? Again, are these cameos? These like thirty second cameos? <laughs> Who knows. Um, so that's it'll be like the Flash. You're gonna bring back CG versions of Jennifer Garner. Yeah, like I'm not even dead yet. <laughs> you would say, I've heard yeah. a rumor. I think someone posted it on the comment section on the on the website. Was that? Well, it's not spoilers. It's only a rumor that Wal- Hugh Jackman is actually Hugh Jackman and not Wolverine. Is actually but that would, the actor Hugh Jackman. I don't care. I don't want to uh, see it. I don't. That's care. what I'm hearing. That's quite an interesting take. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Deadpool two to was like too much of the same thing. I'm like, okay, this yeah. guy real quick. The, the, the only out, thing that I out. have been finding is Ryan Reynolds is starting to get a little grating. You know, his character is kind of. Grating. He's a lovely well, guy I, I, in reality. He's a lovely guy in reality. And if you watch that Welcome to Wrexham TV uh, show where yeah. they brought that football cut, he's a genuinely nice, down to earth bloke. But, but his just, whole thing is just like, oh, yeah. here's, here's a new Ryan Reynolds. Oh, it's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds. Here's another. It's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, he's being Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, you got to make a right. movie around him. That's when you make something like, what was it, Free yeah. Guy? Or something yeah. like that. If you yeah. make the movie around him, it's great. If you try to shoehorn in, him into something, it, it's very hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'm willing to give it a chance because the first two have been entertaining. They, ha- I, I do like the little in-jokes. <laughs> I saw, I can't remember the actor's name now, but I saw Brown Panther <laughs> the other day in something. And I was like... <laughs> It's Brown Panther. <laughs> you know, and like I say, there are there are cracking little moments in them which make them incredibly watchable. And so I'm willing to give the third one a go, but I don't like the idea that they are going to introduce him into the MCU and blah, 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 because it's kind of... It's far too late. Far too late. Yeah. It's dead. It's dead. Um, Lucy, if anyone's say... going to make a film about multiverses and and take the piss out of the whole multiverse situation on cinema, then Deadpool's the way to do it. I still say they missed a trick. Uh, at the end of Endgame, have... Because, um, I mean, obviously, you know, what's his name? Captain America went back in time, but um, Anthony Mackie's character... Uh, uh, spoilers. <laughs> I'm not even going to go there <laughs> But... Have him in the compound and then have Deadpool running in going, I'm here, I'm here, how we kill Thanos? And it's like, dude, that was like five years ago. And just have him go, ah, and then cut to black. It would have been been absolutely perfect. Um, But, yeah, obviously they've missed a chance with that now. Okay, let's move on. (laughs) Now, we all like a good laugh. (laughs) And the Emmys this year have been wonderful. 
the first thing that got nominated Aren't for Best Limited early? Series. Oh, they produced the nominations. Oh, they just did nomination. I hear they're pushing it down because of this strike, but we can get into yeah. that later. Oh, oh. Um, but yeah, uh, 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 nominated for a limited series is Obi Wan. <laughs> Couldn't do that with a straight face. <laughs> um, on top of that, just just to add insult to injury, the best, I think it was a uh, cameo performance by a female lead, was Lizzo. <laughs> that's <laughs> not the Emmys. That's the writers. That's the writers. Oh, sorry, it was, wasn't it? I do apologise. Regardless, yeah, it's ridiculous. They're both ridiculous. I mean... I just, I just I mean, see, I just see a, I just see like, like you see, you know, you see a scene, and then all of a sudden, Kathy Kennedy's face comes up, and she's got like cum all over her mouth. She's like, "All right, we good? He's in." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, I, like I say, I cannot in my, I, I, who on earth thought <clears throat> thought that Obi Wan was good enough to be a limited series? It was just, it was well, it was awful. I said to you, Yoda, didn't I, in our, in our group chat, that I think it's a case of Kathleen Kennedy coining in some favours so when she does eventually get the boot, she can turn around and go, yeah, but I won an Emmy for Obi-Wan and Lizzo won an Emmy or won a... a well, it attracts with actress. my... attracts with what I'm saying. I mean, she's got to do everything she can, doesn't she? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, is that one of our... Are we talking about Disney here soon? I don't want to... Uh, I anyway, think we're going to talk about Disney yet. We're going to talk about Ahsoka and then the, the, the actor's strike, but yeah, it's better. Well, here, here's what I'm hearing is that I, I would like to be on record, and, and you guys were here when you were on the, on the different streams where I said that Disney parks are going to fail if they keep mm-hmm. having IPs. Now, it took a little while, and I got to thinking about that, I think it's because people planned out Disney trips months in advance. And if you're coming in from overseas, yeah. which believe me, there's yeah. a lot of people that come in from overseas, they were even longer. But now we've kind of gotten to that point. After light year oh. and everything, months, you know, yeah. and uh, Disney parks are drying up. Nobody's going. They couldn't believe it mm-hmm. over uh, 4th of July. there was it, it should be a very busy day. Nobody was there. And that was their last cash cow. They are bleeding money. They are going to die, and I am here for it. Yep. It is something. A friend of mine's just been to Disneyland Paris. Uh, he loves Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Uh, funny enough, quick story about that, Paul. If you're watching, I apologise, but he went to see Indiana Jones, and I thought he was going to text me saying he loved it, and he said. Oh, I didn't love it. He said it was all right. Had some good moments. Had some bad. Blah blah blah. He texted me about a week or so later, saying I watched it a second time. It's actually really good. And I thought, no, just you're. Oh wow, it's not, it's not really good. We're so close to getting out of the matrix. I was like, oh, fat, finally, he's you know he's actually. Oh no, no, he's he's just shot the ball there. Um, <laughs> sorry, Paul. took a blue pill. It was that. great. <laughs> on the flip um, side, like my eldest son, who's twenty-five, his his girlfriend they, they live together, and his in-laws are all going. They go to Disney every year. Callum's never been, and he's like me. He's refused the vaccine, so he was like, "I'm not getting the vaccine to go to America." 
So long story short, they've all been on his case to get a vaccine. He's like, no, I'd rather stay in England than come there. So, of course, they've now relaxed the vaccine protocol so he can now go. And he's absolutely fucking gutted. He's, got, he's getting an all-expensive <laughs> train trip to Disneyland for two weeks. And he's gutted because he wants to stay in England and watch the uh, Euros, which are the football with my, oh, oh, like you He's like, well, they've destroyed, they've destroyed Star Wars. They've destroyed the Indiana Jones. I don't like my, I don't like Disney princess films anyway. He's like, I want to stay here with my mates while my, let's call him his, his uh, common law wife because they've lived together for five years. She can go to America for two weeks with her family and do Disney business. <laughs> I can sit here with my mates yeah. and go to the pub every night and watch some football, but now I've got to go to fucking America. <laughs> Oh, you ungrateful bastards. Well, Disney's always been a girl-centric company. I, I was hearing this with the critical drinker talking to some people at one of his shorts, and he said, uh, or I don't know if it was him or somebody on his, on his guest, says, Disney's always been a female-centric company with the the, the cutie princesses. stuff and the princesses and all that kind of stuff. And, and it's not to say that boys didn't like Peter Pan and some of the you know Lion King and that kind of stuff, but it's it's been more girl-centric. That's why they bought Star Wars and MCU is to get you know, more of a male demographic. Problem is, it's still being run by a bunch of female-centric people, so what do you end yeah. up? You end up with girl <laughs> Marvel and girl Star Wars. Yeah. And, and they wonder why they're bleeding money. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> like, that's he's, a good point. He's, he, he's Mrs. Becker. She said to him, but it's Star Wars and there's the Millennium Falcon. And he went, have you seen what they've done? To Star-? He would, I brought him up. I brought all my boys up on the original trilogy. Callum was born in 98. Jake was 99, so they love the prequels, even though they admit that they've not aged well. But Adam's like, have you seen Star Wars? I'm not interested in it. He's, he hasn't even watched. He's so disgusted with the sequels that he hasn't even watched Mando season one. He's like, I just can't watch anything. The only thing he's watched is Luke's reappearance at the end of Mando season one. Apart from that, he refuses to watch it because he wants to stay pure. He wants to say the trilogies and the prequels, and that's where it ended. So That yeah. shows the damage like they've done. I say, that does show the damage it's done. The whole, like I say, going to Euro Disney and stuff, I would have killed to have gone to Disney at some point in time, yeah. Disneyland and, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Now, I'm just really, like I say, even if somebody gave me a free ticket, it would be a case of, What's the monetary value of that ticket? Because uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I just I'd rather have the money. Uh, pizza yeah. and stuff like that would just be anything would be better, you know. Because like I say, yeah. I just I just wouldn't want to go. I, I don't want to give Disney any money, and it's just I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Girls dressed up as Ray, eh, <laughs> I'd probably get get thrown out. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so do you get to take the costume home? No, I'm just asking. That's all. Um, <laughs> With it, like I say, they they focused everything so much on the new movies and stuff. There's just nothing that makes that galaxy says just nothing no. that makes me want to go there and see it. If it was the well, original I'm, characters and stuff, yeah, happy days. But oh, just, mate, no. could you imagine it? Could you imagine? It? Well, I'm hearing the acolytes dead, dead on arrival. It's not going to happen. Well, you're going to have to imagine it because I went to Galaxy's Edge and there ain't a other than the Millennium Falcon. It's there's not much original trilogy there, and there certainly isn't the characters. No. Well, I mean, having the like the cantina in Tantooine, you know, and having a lookalike of 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 Han and Chewie that you could sit in and and have Do a drink I mean? with, it's and a, take it's a no-brainer. And, yeah, it's literally you know, a no-brainer. 
well, there's oh, no brains there, so that explains it. <laughs> no, that's true. It's oh, true. It is crazy. It is crazy. Okie dokie, then. Let's move on. So, let's talk about something a bit more serious now. Just to get this <laughs> talked, talked about. Um, obviously, the film The Sound of Freedom has come out, and it has caused quite a controversy uh, mm. because of its subject matter. We're still waiting for it over here in the UK for it to oh, come out. I am quite happy to go to the cinema and see it and support support it money-wise. However, it seems that some people in America who have been going to try and watch the film have had glitches um, and mm. other problems, problems with AC, the, the air conditioning, problems with the sound, problems with the picture, to which the, stu- uh, the, the people in the cinema have been saying, oh, we may have to cancel this and not show this, but we can give you free tickets. But people have been staying in the cinema until they watch it. And it just yes. seems very, you know, let's not jump on the board of conspiracy theorists. I'll just put my tinfoil helmet on. Um, but it just seems that the cinemas are trying to stop people watching this. That's the other thing is they've been buying, people have been buying tickets and saying that the the, the, audi- the all the seats are allocated because people have bought them. But when they get to the cinema, there's only like half They're a dozen empty. people in there. Yeah, They're empty. Yeah. And so this is all very strange that Hollywood would behave in this way. I wonder why. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical on some of this. Um, I'm not saying that these things aren't happening to people, but that it's coming from the top down for one AMC is its own deal. It's headquartered here in Kansas city. It's not like in the middle of LA and it's right. not, they, they have no financial or good incentive. They, I mean, they were one of the ones that probably got st- saved back in 2020 from the whole GameStop thing. Everybody remembers GameStop. Oh, okay. And everybody yeah. buying up the GameStop. Nobody remembers that AMC was one of those that people were buying and, and keeping alive and not, you know, getting hedge fund managers to sell them out and destroy them. And it's it's not in their best interest to have anybody not in the seats. They have a hard enough time. And they have no real gain to, to do this. I do think that there's a, that they have a lot of you know high school and college age kids that they hire at minimum wage or barely above <laughs> that are full of woke nonsense in their brains and they are doing this in in individual theaters and I think it's more of a group mob kind of yeah. thing like yeah, a whole bunch of people at the same time um, because they're nuts. We, what I would like to stop, know is we can stop people watching this movie because we're, we're we're the we're the we're the power. We're the, yeah, yeah, we're 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 fighting the power. I'm like, what? Why is you said this is very controversial? I'm like, why is a movie that basically its whole theme is child sex trafficking is bad? Why would that be controversial in the slightest? <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. are you not telling us, people? Mm. I just think it's a weird self-report, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've had uh, I can only say there's one or two isolated instances, but they're, they're growing by the day of people videoing within the theatre of people saying, oh, the projection's not well. One of them even said the film's not quite fully downloaded yet, and you're like, what? <laughs> But, yeah. you know, like, you know we know problems happen. We've all been to the cinema where there's been problems with projection, but there just seems to be a lot of incidences to make it make you sit up and it's, think. Is there unless, more unless you're, unless you're a paedophile fucking cat and you, 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 you don't you well, believe everything that CNN tell you, but 
there's a there's too many instances now to make you think. Oh, okay. Well, here, here's this. here's the problem. There's a lot of theaters in the United States, a lot of showings all day, all night of all kinds of different movies. So there's probably problems here and there. The question is because this movie has so much scrutiny on it. And because the people that love the movie and want to, you know, are 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 they making this stuff go viral and making it seem like there's more than there actually yeah. is? I don't know. I really don't know because I don't know how many incidents happen on a daily basis. I have mm-hmm. no I have no number to compare it to. So we're we're seeing it because everybody's reporting it and because everybody is so involved and emotional about this movie, they tend to retweet all this stuff. Yeah. But I don't well, know. It's it's, I, it's, yeah, I mean, I can tell you two things that I can tell you for sure. One, you guys saw my pictures when I uh, talked about yeah. um, uh, Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny. There was nobody in that theater. This was Thursday night preview. Nobody was in the theater. I can tell you that that movie theater, we went on an afternoon, like on a Sunday, when people, it's one of the least, and it was still a third to a half full for that sound yep. of freedom. Uh, so, I mean, something's happening with this movie and it's bigger than just movie news in general. This is a, it's think, a huge I deal and it's look, well worth seeing. Yeah. Well, I, I really want to Disney pump, I want to pump them. money into it. So I don't want to, sorry, Phil, I don't want to stream no, no, no. it. I'm actually going to pay, I'm going to pay money to see it um, because I think it's important. We, we, I said this last week, didn't I, Phil? That, you know, we should reward the good and punish the bad. Yeah. Um, so I'm going I'm to give good money to this, but someone again, someone mentioned in the comments. It's interesting that whether you want to be a conspiracy theorist or not, which was a coined phrase by the CIA back in '61, make it up what you will. That there's been there was no reports of this happening for Indiana Jones. Yeah, and there's no reports. Which is a shame because I wish it had. <laughs> Yeah, well, well there's no, there's no reports of it happening because there's nobody in the goddamn theater. <laughs> there's nobody to report it. Half a mission impossible. Half a mission impossible. That's doing good money. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I don't know what the numbers are. I'm not saying that this isn't probably elevated. Uh, there was one thing, and then we can move on to the next thing, that I just thought was an extremely interesting little factoid that came out from this movie. Because... Um, all I hear right now is the 1619 Project. America was built on slavery and all this kind of stuff. Apparently, there are more slaves in the world now than there ever were at that time. And yes. so I read that I'm like, that well. just yeah. blows me away. That 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 is a truth. And like a third of them are children. I'm like, oh, oh. what? Stop worrying about 1865. Let's get this shit taken yeah. care of now. There are people no, hurting I mean- now. The good thing is, the good thing is about that situation is, is that the people in the um, these people that are slaves now will get reparations in the future. Uh, so it'll it'll balance itself out. Uh, you know, based on what I saw in this movie, no, they're not they're not going to make it that long. It's 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 far more no, horrific it, than anything we saw back in in the 1800s. I'm not saying yeah. slavery was good or anything no. in the 1800s, <laughs> yeah. but they had they had families, and there was such a thing as like taking care of your property because you need to, it to produce. So you didn't, you know, contrary to what Roots and everything said, it wasn't like what we saw in this movie, where it's just basically raping them to death every day. That it wasn't what was happening back then. Terrible back then. Don't get me wrong here. Not saying that it wasn't terrible. It needed to go. All that kind of stuff. 
I'm saying what's happening now is so horrific yeah. because the kids mm-hmm. are only there. They're not there to produce a crop or to produce some sort of work or something. They're there to produce entertainment for disgusting men. And that's all they are. And when they're the, when the humans are the crop, you are, they don't make it. They don't live that long. The, they've just said there that Dr. Dr. Donna Walter has just said no reports of white hounding. Basically that people have been going to see these screenings of these films. And like I say, they've just not been showing And Like I say, we've all been to a cinema where they've had technical issues and stuff. Although I, I'm struggling to remember when it's ever happened to me. I think we had a fire alarm once, but that was when like the Blair Witch Project was out. So that was like what, 1999 or something. And apart from that, it kind of never happens. And yet people are going to see a movie, which is exposing this horrible truth about, you know, um, children in in the in in slavery and all this kind of stuff, and it's it's an awful awful thing to see. But it's exposing the truth about these, and yet people can't seem to see it because of technical yeah, issues and they can't seem to see it. Or issues. when they do see it, the aircon's on full, uh, the aircon's not on, or there's projection. But yeah. if you look at all the videos and all the reports, every single one is reporting that the solution to the problem that they're experiencing is have a refund, and it's not. Yeah. Come back and see it yeah, again. Go, Just have a refund. Have free tickets to see something yeah. else. Go on. Something, yeah. Have a, exactly that, and that's the. And this is why. Yeah, take away their money if they're doing cons- it. Yeah, it's got more than it's just a conspiracy theory. It's more than you know. It's it, the instances are growing. The videos are happening more and more. They're being uploaded more and more. And I'm not saying this AMC in particular. You're right. It's probably a bunch of blue-haired teenagers that don't know what gender they are. Are probably deliberately sabotaging it because CNN told them to, whatever. But it yeah. is like we've said. It didn't happen in the Engine Jones, Indiana Jones. Hasn't happened in Mission Impossible. I guarantee you it won't happen during Barbie. So you have to add all these little conspiracy theories up and work it out and just go, hold on, there's, there's, there's something to this. There is something to this. And going back to the slave Smoke trade, fire. The, biggest, the biggest problem we've got in the slave trade at the moment is in the Middle East. Make it that. Yeah, mm. Indonesia is a yeah. terrible. And in that's, South America, it's pretty bad. Yeah, Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> because no, no, crazy. let's talk more about this wonderful, uplifting subject. <laughs> I, 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 look, one last thing. Even though it's still a great movie. It, it, it what, forget the subject matter for a second and all the controversy around it. As a well-put-together, taut movie, it's really good. And I do recommend okay. everybody go see it. I can't wait to see it. It's not available over here, which is really frustrating. And just to prove that I'm, I'm, I'm genuine what I say about giving it... Yeah, but he probably got a preview ticket or Copy a preview to. screen. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and to fine. prove I'm genuine, I say I, I want to reward good cinema and I want to reward good causes. Yeah. I can actually get this. I mean, we all, we all visit the same sites. It's available to stream. I could quite easily sit and watch it, but I want to pump my money into it. I want to give yeah. them a, yeah. a £10 or whatever it's going to cost. I want to play to go and see it. Exactly. And and talking about rewarding good and bad, I've got, as I've said before, with Indiana Jones um, and The Flash, where I had free tickets to cinema, I've still got four free tickets. But I'm actually paying to go and see Oppenheim on Friday. I'm actually paying to go... I'm actually going to drive half an hour down the road to go to an IMAX in Ashford, um, and I'm paying £20 to watch Oppenheim on a... a, um, IMAX screen. 
Speaking by, to prove by the way, I highs and reward the good. I love I the exactly uh, meme. The same for Barbie. Uh, well, speaking of Barbie, I was like, I love the meme where it says, uh, "A fun fact: Barbie was first launched in Japan, then they switched to Oppenheimer." It's like, yes, so was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I put that up. Uh, it's great. It's great. Can- Bravo. Bravo. Okay, do Moving on to something a, a bit more cheerful. What's uh, Napoline? Oh, bloody hell. Hang on. Let's talk about this one first. <laughs> right, let me distract you. Look at my lightsaber beer opener. Look. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. There you go. You're into the random synapse firings portion of the show. <laughs> Hang on. Right, so let's talk about Blue Beetle first while I fix my stupid spelling mistake. I do oh, not, well, want, to, do not want. Blue Beetle do looks like shit. It looks like shit. It looks like shit. It's the first. It's the first official DCU film. It looks awful. It looks like a Marvel film. And Blue Beetle was the it's first. It's projected to earn like twenty million in its weekend or something, which is it's poor. <laughs> It's the first um, one of those characters that was replacing a existing character with yeah. a diverse replacement. So, you know, like we talk about Ironheart, we talk about Lady Thor, we talk about all these others yeah. that they've done across Marvel. Lubina was the first. He replaced Ted Kord. And uh, no, I, I didn't like him then. I don't like him now. I never thought he was that compelling of a character. I think they've done some good things with him over time because he's been around for a while. But in general, I didn't see any reason why they had to kill off Ted Kord and then make this new one other than... No. I'll be honest with you, Yoda. I don't mind the Blue Beetle character. I quite like the fact that he's this... He's he's grown. Yeah, I don't mind him. But when I watched the trailer, I got, as we know, I got four boys and my youngest is 15. We watched, I went to Hayden, watch this. And we watched, he went, oh, that looks quite good. And go and sit with my mates. I was like, you know, and that's when I had the light bulb moment. I was like, do you know what? Maybe I'm just too old now. Maybe these films are not meant for me. Maybe uh, they Becky, are meant for Becky. 15 year olds. Yeah, go on, man. Matt, mate, you can, you can beat that out of him still. Um, you know, so. I, I did try. It took, <laughs> it, took his, learn. it took his sweet run with his mum to pull me off him, but he was still had when he was going to go and sit <laughs> I, I think you and I are kind of hitting that. I'm hitting that wall too. That's yeah. why I, I watch. I'm still young and trendy. <laughs> what did you watch? I can pass for 25. <laughs> no, 25. Stay, stay, stay cool, pony boy. Uh, the the I went and watched. I, I watched a bunch of stuff over. You know, I just haven't had much time to do anything else, so I catch a movie here and there. And I watched Tetris, The Man Who Saved Pinball, and Blackberry, which mm-hmm. uh, I think I like Tetris the most. Uh, that was a big surprise to me. It was well well put together. It the was, only it thing was, it was good. It was actually, it was good. What got me about it was you know the outcome, but it was still gripping. <laughs> it was it, it was, was really gripping, and I didn't know yeah. how it was going to get to where it was going. That's that's the part of a good movie. Everybody knows the ending of the movie for the most part, yeah. except for a, a minor few. It's how you get there. That's the point. And if you can't make it's a movie, the then it's the journey. That journey was great. Uh, the only thing I didn't like, I didn't like the the pixel cars thing at the end i it was too much 
but I did love the eighties mm-hmm. kind of like when the bad guy gets taken and it's, and it's almost like, like the end of Knight Rider. It's like, okay, boys take the Russian guy who's sold us out. It's like, Oh, <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too. You know, it's, it just, it felt <laughs> like that, which was, this is not a criticism. I loved it. But uh, for the most part, the movie was great. Uh, the man say pinball was fine. It was just, it was fine. And Blackberry was by the numbers. Okay, I, I liked yeah. the the man who saved Bimble because I just liked the way that he kept popping up in, in his own story to sort of tell you what was going on and explaining yeah. and saying, no, it didn't happen like that. Oh, we've only got one swear word. Okay, we'll save it for later. <laughs> it, it was it was an interesting way to put it together. The story was okay. The problem was it was mostly about him and his relationship with his wife and getting that worked out. Mm, and mm. the pinball was not really the focus of it until, I mean, it was there, but it wasn't really, it was more about oh, him and his, his relationships, which is like, that's not what I wanted to see. The Blackberry one was oh, just kind of a paint by numbers. It was, it was all over the top and a little ridiculous on, on a lot of the stuff they were doing. And part of it is I thought Blackberry was garbage from the beginning. The one thing they did get right about in Blackberry was that they were selling it to dumb executives so that they would be cool. They actually basically said that in the movie. Really? And I, I have really? said that from the very beginning. The only reason Blackberries were as popular as they were is because executives with giant expense accounts wanted to show it off to each other. It was a dick swinging thing. That's all it was. It was Look, a garbage thing. I would have these cards. Yeah. Can I just call up this comment from Manic there? He said the only trendy thing about NGL is he can't read. <laughs> That's actually quite good. NGL, Dr. Donna, is uh, myself, because I used to be known as not George Lucas, but I changed it to Bob And he took, a, he took a perfectly good brand that he had going and he changed it and for he, no yeah, good reason. He basically, yeah, he fucked it up. Can I just, can't get just marketing like that. My old Twitter account, shut up. It's a perfectly good reason. <laughs> Anyway, let's move Just on. Just before we hold on, before we move on, we're talking about good TV shows. The Bear, guys, you need to watch The Bear. It is. I do. Listen, this is someone who's a big Tyler Tyler Sheridan fan who watches all his stuff. The Bear is oh, the okay. best TV I have seen in a long, long time. It's so good. It's okay. edge of the seat stuff. Can we talk about Asteroid City too? Right, yeah. that. We're, we're supposed I'm to be cutting this down yeah, on time and everything else. Right, wait. Uh, why? We're, we're this is my one time I can sit with the guys and talk. Why are you, why are you what, cutting me off at the knees? It's what Sunday you evening and I want to relax. Right, Phil's what? on a promise, Yoda. Phil's on a promise. Me and you can continue once he's gone. I'm, that is definitely not it. Right, Wonka. The new trailer is out for the new Wonka film, which is telling the story about Willy Wonka, which is is such a bad expression, Willy Wonka. In the UK, it always makes me giggle. What a Willy Wonka. Um, uh, But basically, yeah, Willy Wonka from from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, the mystical, magical man who created these wonderful chocolates and everything else, is now being explained and deconstructed so we can all just, you know... Uh, there's no mystery like we about just said about like we just said about the last crusade. You don't need to. Some things don't need explaining. No, uh, the whole the whole why hand shoots first and everything else didn't need explaining. Where Willy Wonka got his magical creations from and everything else, another another thing just doesn't need explaining. But we are going to be have to endure this. Oh, I, the trailer looked just terrible. 
There was nothing it looked corporate checkbox. There was there was the pleasantly yeah. diverse cast, you know, from the early 1900s that were all over England at that time, and I just went, no, this is just corporate ESG nonsense. I'm not. This is dumb. Good morning to uh, Setlick. He's uh, just joined us. Yeah, it was just uh, everything about. Firstly, I'm going to say this. Okay, the Paddington movies are terrible. I hate them. They are awful movies. They are, they are, they are made for TV crap. Uh, I have a brain, and and just honestly, they were. You don't have a heart. Awful. Yeah, but you. You don't have you don't have kids. You can't. Excuse me. Excuse kids entertainment film. Excuse me, I've got a heart of gold. It's yellow and hard. <laughs> no, <laughs> heart of John. <laughs> but no, honestly, I did. I just didn't rate them. To me, they're just they're very patronising, even to children kind of movies that you know you. Oh, I just I didn't like. It. This has been the same director. The same. It's the they're same director who's going to be doing. They're terrible. Okay. Sorry. What? Oh, I see. I had to, I had to let Donna. <laughs> Those phones are terrible. She loved them. They um, were terrible. Oh, Doctor Donna Wood. I'm a bit. Conf- I'm a bit. Con- I'm a bit confused because Donna is a girl's name, but she doesn't have a dick. But don't women have dick? I don't know. I don't understand this anymore. Well, what These is days. a woman exactly? I don't know anymore. <laughs> no, Wonka. We're talking about Wonka. We're not going all that. We're girl. going anywhere we goddamn well please, sir. <laughs> I'm, in I'm not interested in Wonka. Like can... I'm not interested in another prequel. <laughs> You're going to suck him off? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have control. I'll be good. That was the joke. Bloody hell. <laughs> next time we'll set them up. And next time I'll put in a nod and a wink. Thank you. I reckon, I reckon his wife done that because he was on a promise and she's like, that's, a, that's his warning. You've got 30 minutes so you're missing your promise. I was disappointed the, BBC the other day because I, I, I found my wife had uh, has got an advert up in a local phone booth. Good sense of humour, my arse. Um, <laughs> anyway. Right. Well, yeah, um, age thirty-five. She wishes. Um, <laughs> I, I, you can clearly see the um, interest we have in Wonka here. Okay. Yeah. Right. Wonka. So, moving on, let's talk about Napoleon, That's which is now spelled correctly. <laughs> Oops. Um, so yeah, the, the Napoleon trailer. I it looks amazing. I I watched it and it does look amazing, but at the same time, I just thought. I just don't really care. No. Listen, I'm going to get shit for this. I love Ridley Scott. I think he's brilliant. And I know he's had a couple of fucking shit ones recently, but I love Ridley Scott. I think he's a he's a national treasure, and he's done far more good than bad. When he's on, he's looks when he's off, he is well, terrible. Yeah. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, I agree. Scott, yes. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, when he's but like I say, when he's when he's the man of yeah. Gary is Alien and Blade Runner and Gladiator, the name of a few. You know, he's done more good than harm. He's you got to give the man a chance. The pony looks amazing. I, I will give it a go, but it's I've got to say this, and I, again, I'm going to get shot down and, and probably kicked off again. But hover over the button, Yoda. But it's like with Oppenheimer. I do want to see it. 
but at the same time, I'm, it's just not something that interests me to watch. It's a man makes a bomb, but somehow it's dragged out for three hours. And well, I just, you're not interested in Oppenheimer. I'm not really. I'm interested in Christopher Nolan, but historical epics, yeah, they're kind of wearing on me a yeah. little bit. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like I say, Christopher Nolan, yeah, I'm happy to sit down and watch one of his films. But like I say, the whole historical epic thing, eh, just oh eh. mate, it's going to be amazing. I can't. I literally am counting the day to see Oppenheimer. See now, you sound like a fanboy. Like it's like all these guys who were bitching about the James Gunn fanboys. He hasn't made a single damn movie yet, at least in the DCU. <laughs> so we don't know what the hell whether it's good or bad, and you don't know Sorry, yet. James good. Gunn. Yeah, but yeah. the difference but is James, he, he James, Gunn's made th- James Gunn's made three films of note. Two of them, one of them was great, one of them was okay, and the third one was divisive. Nolan's <laughs> made fucking great films, uh, maybe apart from Tenet. What? I don't, um, that's, I don't that's know why people don't like me. Christopher Nolan. What has he never produced? What, what film that's the thing. would that's you the look thing. at no, Christopher Nolan and go, I saw Tenet in the cinema. I saw Tenet in the cinema. And I tried to watch it again on streaming, and I just couldn't yeah. get through it. And it was just—I've watched it. Uh, I've watched it three times because I want to like it, and it is crap. Let's be honest; it's, it's not good. It's—I—I I don't think Interstellar is that great either. I'm sorry. Oh, Interstellar's just—oh, come on! It's like oh, the only thing that's really powerful in the universe is the power of love. Oh, fuck off! That gravity <laughs> oh. did a hell of a job on you. <laughs> don't give me the power of love shit. I think Nolan, Denis Villeneuve, if that's how you say his stupid French name, he's probably the only one who's remotely close to Nolan as the best director walking this earth. I can't think of anything Villeneuve's made that's been bad. No, I can't. Mm, I weren't weren't massively keen on Prisoners. But then I can't, apart from Tenant, I I can't think of anything that Nolan's made that's been bad. And also, Napoleon is also about a French person who's like good at his job. Eh, nobody wants to see that. Yeah, yeah but he gets it in the end. And I, I listen as an Englishman, I hate the French with a passion. Well, actually, this does track, right? We got a Frenchman that works hard as good as his job, so of course they riot and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, right. the people currently riot in France aren't French. <laughs> Fair enough. Yes, yes. Here's a dark thought. I did when the scene with the guillotine. I thought to myself, "That's the way I want to go," because it's kind of you know, it's pretty instant and it's final. Yeah, as long as you're not face up. Yeah. No, because if you're face down, you're looking down at the basket with all the other heads in it. That's got to be depressing. Well, you mentioned that towards (laughs) city, so maybe if you're looking down, if you're looking down in modern era, you've got. Asteroid City, and you're watching it just to the point where Scarlett Johansson gets her tits out, and you're like, I'm going to die mm. in about three seconds. This is fucking great. Yeah, but you see, I think the brain goes on for a little bit longer after that. That would be weird, wouldn't it? Oh, no, I can't move my arms and legs. Oh, they're not attached. Anyway, <laughs> anyway sorry. <laughs> it just crossed my mind, that's all. Um, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> let's depress ourselves a little bit more with... No... This again, I, I, if you'd have told a 16 year old me, dude, one day they're going to be making TV shows and pumping them out all the time for Star Wars and everything else, I would have been creaming myself. And yeah, here I am at 
over 35. Um, <laughs> t- t- technically, I'm 35 and 247 months. Um, <laughs> with, a new, with a new Star Trek, Star Trek, Star Wars series coming out, and I have no interest in watching it I'm whatsoever. No, I'm not doing it. After Mando 3, I am not going to make... I'm, do you know what? I'm, I'm not even going to waste much as a blink on anything Star Until Kennedy's gone, I'm not wasting any time on Star Wars. As far as I'm concerned, it's dead, it's fucked, and I'm sick to death. This endless stream of women power, and women Jedis, and women Sith, and women pod racers, and women star cruiser captains... Get rid of it. Somebody on Twitter made a good point of why is there a highway in the middle of a desert? In a desert. For vehicles vehicles that can float. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, let's build a nice road down here. But all these things can float. Road. We're building a road. This goes back to my my anger about this whole Star Trek thing. Listen, Star Trek and Star Wars are the franchises they are. The money they've made over the last 50 years are because of men. Men like sci-fi. Now we live in an era where we're told that men are scum and yet they're making all the women like men and hijacking all our franchises (laughs) and now they're wondering why none of them work. Women like rom-coms. Women like shitty real-life stories about rom-coms and people falling in love. Men like Guns and laser guns and laser swords and fighting and helicopters. We are different explosions. people. We're a different yeah. fucking species. At the end of the day, so let's stop with all this silly female Star Wars rubbish and silly female Star Trek rubbish and get back to the basics that make them so popular to begin I will say though, I will say, having um, what's her name, Mary Elizabeth Wanstead as a Twelek. And Rosie Dawson as a Twelic is a little bit of a turn on. No. Rosaria Dawson is not a Twelic. She is in uh, Soka, isn't she? She's a Twelic. No, it's a different it's a different species. She's a thing with isn't a yep. shitty thing, rubber head thing. Yeah, or Loki no. coming out the back of her they're, head. They're, they're, no, they're, it's more along the framing of her head instead of two tentacles coming out the back. It's a different deal. She's a, she's whatever, a, whatever, I would like to play with them. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and so, you know, on that, I, I'm interested from that perspective. Um, but no, the rest of it, uh, like I say, it's now got to a point where Star Wars products are being produced and I have absolutely zero interest. Yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. It's true. And, and and Stark done an article at the weekend, didn't he, about the uh, what is your, your lost love or what movies have turned you off from something you used to love. And someone put in there about they used to love Star Wars, but they now they find that the brand and the franchise is so tarnished with what's been happening that they can't even watch the original trilogy. And you're like, that is, can you get any sadder than that? Can you get the despair? Of watching you Han see, Solo, I'm... Luke, Leia, Chewie, and you can't even watch them anymore because it's been ruined no. so badly. And to me, I see. I watched them on May fourth, uh, only you know a couple of months ago, and I still really enjoyed them. And I kept, I was watching them and thinking, what the originals? Disney, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the original yeah, trilogy, yeah. and I thought Disney can't take this away from me. They're, these are mine, and that, no matter what they do to them, these films will always just be yeah. to I me agree. that loving, you know. And so, no, I, I understand what he's saying. I couldn't really think of any movies that I've fallen out of love with. Uh, maybe some stuff that I've sort of seen. I remembered as a great as a kid, and watching it when you're older, it's not as good. But no, the original trilogy, I will always love them because. It's, it's just it's those movies and no matter what disney do and dump all over it i've still got those little original movies it was kind of like what's his name it, it made me think of um zarkov in flash gordon saying i remember the beatles you know and it's just kind of they didn't take that away from me you know and it's like i've still got the original trilogy and they'll never take those away from me i i'll, I'll do a counterpoint there i think there is meant a lack of enthusiasm for a lot of these things. And I think I mm. realized it because I, I it's not like I've gone back and watched a lot of old Star Trek until I watched season three of Picard, which got my juices going to go back and watch this stuff. So I think that that was the inverse of what we're talking about. But then that tells mm. me that kind of proves what Matt is saying there, that, that I haven't gone back and watched the original trilogy for a while. And, and, you know, I, I look at the Indiana Jones, I'm like going, oh, God, I'm going to watch this guy, and I know he's going to end up this broken-down old man running around in his shorts saying, turn down that noise. Fuck. I, it's, it pulls, it sucks the enthusiasm out of you, even for the original stuff that got you enthused in the first place. I don't think that that's, I don't think you're wrong. I think you're absolutely right. Mm. Mm. Okie doke. Right, so enough of that, because let's face it, we all hate Star Wars. Let's talk about... <laughs> Snow White and the seven um, people. Let's, I'm just going to pick up a picture. Snow White and the Goonies. This. This, is this, is, this is this is what the new seven dwarves look like. Now, apparently, yep. I, I, it's been going all over social media. I put the story up uh, Saturday, I think it was, Friday or Saturday, Um and then uh, Sean came along on, on our Slack channel and said, no, 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 he said, that's not what's, that's not what's, it's, it's been denounced and everything else. But now there are stories coming out saying that it is actually what Disney have produced and they're kind of a little bit embarrassed. Yeah, and they're kind of a little bit embarrassed. It's the stand-ins, yeah. But then somebody said, yeah, you do know that the stand-ins are meant to look like the main actors, right? Exactly that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Seen you know? from afar. And so, even if these aren't the main actors, this looks unbelievable. Um, it, it just yeah. terrible doesn't even cover it. It's just it's yeah. horrendous. Yeah. Well, I don't good. know what... What are we looking at? I don't understand. The dwarves were miners. The reason why they looked that way is because they were mining. It was kind of a an old throw... Like, this is something Tolkien. And then later on, D&D, like, dwarves were always in the mountains mining and that's why they look the way they did you know squat they can get into small totals and all that yeah. what is this what is this i don't understand yeah i, I, I mean you can literally you can like... smell the picture yeah. well, why are they why are they it's like why would they be so diverse what yeah. i mean forget the checkboxing okay let's just look at it from pure evolution and the way we <laughs> you know you, you only had horses at best back then it wasn't like you could get all around the the kingdom and everything these people would be from different parts of the planet because of how they are you know evolution put them why would they be all together in one place 
Where did they come from? How did this happen? And this is where my mind goes. It's like none of this makes any freaking sense. Just so the you can check me, some boxes? Throw a was, fucking it's, it's soul. It's the whole, uh, there's the meme going around, and it sort of says, it's in the title, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It was always called Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Yeah. I see one dwarf there, and thus those other people identify as dwarves. <laughs> but, and again, it's just, why have they got well, to do this? I just don't, listen, I don't get it. She's called Snow fucking White because her skin, as described in the story, is Correct, she's Mexican snow. now. Her lips are blood red. And now we've got this fucking Latino or Latinx, and whatever she's the fuck they to be called. And we've and got the seven dwarves. Well. Yeah, and only one of them's a dwarf. The rest of them are just whatever the fuck. And it's just like, well, honestly, now, do you know what Disney? Just hurry up and die. Just honestly, yeah. you are awful. It's, it's now awful. sand beige and the seven... Goonies. I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. Nothing I was makes sense. pleased with my title. I was pleased with my title of Snow White and the Seven Figure Loss. There <laughs> yeah. That is a good it's, one. I mean, it is, like I say, it's just, I, I just, and also, I, I didn't touch on this in the article, but Gal Gadot is hot, right? She's hot. So she looks in the mirror and, and she sort of says, if there's anybody fairer than me or whatever, any more beautiful than me. And it's like, Right, anybody more beautiful than Gail Gadot? Uh, Hold on, what, she's, a, she's the evil, the witch, or whatever yeah. she is in this. No, 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 no. Well, she's the she's the stepmother of um, Snow White, who goes well, to the, the queen. mirror. Because it's all in... It, the queen. Yeah, the queen. Yeah. And, yeah, and so she asks the mirror every day, who's the fairest of them all, until one day the mirror then says, oh, Snow White. Snow and White. again, it's kind of like, you need somebody who's just a bit uglier to play... That role, as opposed to Gal Gadot, you know. Uh, yeah, you need someone like Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's not let's not go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, let's keep it based on a little McCarthy. bit of reality. <laughs> fucking horse race. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Obama. <laughs> <sighs> No, a woman. Then there would be uh, pitch black and the seven big honkies. <laughs> but yeah, and so this is what we've got to look forward to in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Well, I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking past you it. You can maybe, smell but... the hemp. <laughs> <laughs> and so then, like, uh, I said to this Snow White girl, she's like, do you want an apple? And she's like, whoa, no, apples are like dangerous, man. <laughs> Smoke it, man. Um, so, yeah, we can all look forward to that. Okie doke, moving on then, because there's no point in talking about that because it's under garbage. Burn, Hollywood, burn. Yeah. At the moment, there is a huge actors and writers strike on in Hollywood. Um, I must admit, I haven't kept up fully with the information on this, but the information I have gleaned is. One of the reasons that the actors are on strike at the moment is because they want to basically take people's identities and use them without their consent. This would include people like background extras. So when you have scenes, obviously you have background art, back, uh, yeah, background artists, um, extras and so forth in the back of the scenes. They want to be able to scan those people's faces and how they move and walk so they can just recreate them in, in CGI. So instead of paying extras £100 a day, maybe you know two or 300 of them, which is going to cost you thousands of pounds, you can do it all pretty much next to nothing in a computer. 
I, I can't even comprehend how somebody came up and actually said this was a good idea, that it was it was going to work. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've just been watching Black Mirror. We've had the exact same situation with Joni's awful episode. Yeah. Where they see just Hyatt and Kate Blanchett. Yeah, exactly. Who and, needs and to what? see your extras? Do you know, if they said to you, listen, we're filming a couple of miles down the road, uh, we're filming a blah, blah film, whatever. We need some extras. We need some fat dudes with glasses and beards. Do you want to come down and be an extra? And you might see yourself in the cinema. You'd be like, yeah, fuck it, I'll go down and see it. I don't need pain. I don't need a CGI. Yeah. I don't need to wave my lookalike away. It's just... Uh, well, they're talking the about beyond that. I mean, they're talking about stars scanning them in now, and then they can use, like, you know, we saw a thing with Leonard Nimoy in some Star Trek thing, right? And it's like, I, I, I'm just looking at this like, okay, well, what is, what are movies? I mean, what are, what is film at its most basic level? It's art, right? Yeah. And art, art is a, there's nothing more human and organic than truly creating art in whatever medium you're doing. And if we're just going to give it all to AI, how is it art anymore? I mean, really, how is it, how is it something that humans have created? If it's just, we're just cogs and, and we're just watching machine generated entertainment. Um, and it's, it just, there's no, Art is the one thing that you can place, actually put a piece of a person's soul into an inanimate object. It's the only way yeah. to do that. And you the can't do that problem, with AI. No, you can't can't do AI. The only problem with that is, is art is offensive, uh, uh, you know, in, in certain times, modern art and, and all these kind of things. And some art that is created is offensive. And obviously we don't want to offend anyone anymore because people will get upset. I mean, so that's, that's the... Hand this over to computers. I think we have... The reality is, he said, Nick just said, CGI extras eat too much and are unreliable. It's, you know, yeah. it's, it's down to God. Uh, Listen, I, I shared a tweet earlier. I'm just going to read it. It's on the left. It's, uh, someone's talking about because um, Inception by Christopher Nolan is, is 20 years old today or something, 18, whatever. And do you know the scene where he's talking to Ellen Page before she cut her tits off and had a search dick stuck to her? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know the cafe scene where everything blows up in the backgrounds? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So this is how they did it. This is just, you know, going back to Christopher Nolan and, and, and giving audiences what they want and not solely relying on CGI, which was all that. So it says here, to create the Paris cafe explosion sequence, air, cannon, air cannons were used to send objects flying through the air. Cameras were used to capture 1,500 frames per second and CGI was used to extend the effect. This was then played at 24 frames a second. So when you see the fruit and vegetables blowing up and the chairs, obviously Leonardo DiCaprio and, and Ellen Page aren't being blown up, but they're obviously around things happening in the background. That's how he done it. He done it with practical effects, and he used CGI to enhance it to put you really in the moment. He could have CGI'd the whole thing. And he didn't. He found right. a solution for the problem. And we had this earlier. There's another thing here where we had uh, Samuel Jackson in Spider-Man Homecoming where he's sitting in a room and he's got a tranquilizer gun. 
And the fact is, is Samuel Jackson sitting on a chair in the green screen? They said you had the background yeah. in and the gun in his hand. It's like, where do you draw the line? Where do you get this element of well, reality and then the overuse of CGI? Well, let's go back to what Setlick say. He says CGI extras eat too much and are unreliable. Well, I, let's let's say guys real extras are like that, right? And that there is a lot of, you know, I think back. Let's go back to the original Star Wars. I mean, there's all kinds of mistakes in that. Yeah, yeah. the Star Trooper bagging his head. Right? Bagging his head. Yeah. All all the imperfections is what gives film and art a a type of human reality. And if you smooth all that out with CGI so you can make perfect, so there's no mistakes, no nothing, it's soulless. You can't really yep. enjoy it. It's it's not going to work. That is exactly the same thing that we've got with a problem with modern writing, how the, 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 the main protagonist in, in most modern movies have no flaws they have nothing to overcome. They have no nothing to defeat. They're just yep. perfect from straight away. So you don't identify with them in any way, shape, or form. No. It's okay no. to have perfections, and it's okay to make mistakes. It's perfectly all right. But yeah, like I say, that it, you can't identify with these people because of because of how wonderfully perfect they are. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, the current crop of writers, I think, were programmed by the algorithm. Quite frankly, they yeah. are they are ridiculous. And I said how much, how many of the only thing they know is the inside of a therapist session. But <laughs> I, so I mean, if all these people get gone, I got got a problem with that, and we can replace them with you know humans. But I you can't AI is not the answer to this in my opinion. No. It just it can't. No. Art is too imperfect, and that's why it is. So treasure is so necessary. Yeah. Here's here's your thought. So I'm writing a sorry to interrupt, Matt, but I'm writing a script on the moment on on a local railway. Now, I've been putting together the facts and the details. I have been using uh chat GTP a little bit to give it a sentence and say, Can you please make this sound a little bit more nostalgic? And it just adds a few flourishes and a few bits and pieces here and there. The content is all the same, but it just, and I've not been doing it everywhere, but just here and there. I've been finding that a useful tool to helping with my writing. My dad used to do my writing. He passed away. He's not doing it anymore. I'm trying to do it myself and it's, it's harder than I thought. So it's just adding a little bit of a flourish and a little bit of a, you know, something just to make it that little bit more interesting. If you use AI as a bit of a tool, that's not a problem, but you can you know, it's like you taking a hammer and yeah. You know, and it's, it's like taking a hammer and trying to bang in a mm -hmm. screw with it. It's not the right tool for the right job. Yes, it can be useful, but at the same time, you you, you can't just rely on it. Like I said, it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Human beings have flaws, and so do the characters that we worship and love. Luke Skywalker had flaws. Indiana Jones has flaws. Maverick has flaws. I mean, look at the success of Top Gun and and um, Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun. He was an egotistical little bastard who needed to bring him down a peg or two. And then we catch up with him 30, nearly 40 years later, and the reputation from Top Gun is still hindering him as, an, as a, a mature man now. And people like us who grew up watching Maverick and being, you know, 20 years old going, oh, yeah, that's me, you know, I can relate to him now because... He's now facing the repercussions of the problems that he caused at the beginning because he was always, you know, fly by night and risk free. And, 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 and we need this. But like you said, Phil, you know, 
every character we watch at the moment, especially with Disney and Marvel, and even Star Trek now, they're perfect characters. I mean, yo, listen, me and you, we're big Star Trek fans. Look at Picard's character arc from when he, when he first appeared in, in episode one of season one, how he was flawed and rigid and strict and wouldn't really listen to advice, and he knew, to how he grew over the next five or six seasons. Become who we yeah, are now. And we don't have that anymore. These people are fully fledged, perfect characters. Yeah, I, I think that was there was there was a a a legitimate criticism of how characters were back in the fifties and the sixties. Mm-hmm. You could say that about like say Superman, the adventures of Superman George Reeves, he had no flaws. Whereas Christopher Reeve did. Uh, because he 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 had he, he cared too much, or he he couldn't separate his feelings for Lois, and that cost her her life to a certain extent, and had to deal with yep. that. And he was willing to break the rules. I mean, there's there's a lot of things. Even a character like Superman, who seems to be perfect, can be written with flaws. The thing with AI is that you know the reason why good writers make great stories. You know, you take Tolkien. Tolkien lived through war. He lived, you know, he made all kinds of mistakes, I'm sure, but also lived to watching all kinds of mistakes happen and the death and destruction. And he ends up writing The Lord of the Rings from that experience. AI has no ability to experience anything. It's not possible. So you can't write something that gets to you through this tool because it doesn't understand things that just take time. You have to live the years and, and the get whole, that onto your soul before you can blast it out into a story. The yeah, whole expression of whatever experience. doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and AI's not been through that. Nobody tried to kill it yet, apart from Sarah Connor. <laughs> and, but, but in all seriousness, like I say... You, Sarah Connor was right. <laughs> Sarah Connor was right. You can't... The, the experiences that you've gone through, both the positive and the negative, have made you the person that you are today, and that makes you interesting and, and, and gives you stories and, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. AI doesn't do that. It just regurgitates information that it kind of gleans from, from certain websites and stuff. Yeah, it's I, got I do know, experience. Certainly, because I said something great. Character growth has been replaced by character assassination, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. They, they're now using... Character growth with people like Ray or, you know, all the characters on Star Trek, new, Strange New Worlds, and they're using these new characters to destroy the old characters that we all fell in love with and made the franchises what they are now. And that's, you know, he's hitting our right on the head with that. That's, again, just to call up another expression he said there, I'm considered a professional because I've learned from my mistakes and improved on the current standards. Again, that's what makes you better. That you... I. Where I work, I, I'm not constantly making mistakes, but if I make a mistake, somebody corrects me, so I don't make that same mistake again. And that just improves your learning and everything else. When you're just screenshots for information just so that you can pass, your, pass yourself off or whatever, it like say there's no emotion or anything in it. It's just literally a computer who is just using... But it's, yeah. it's kind of like a parrot. Parrot regurgitating words that it's heard. You know, a parrot says, uh, who's a pretty polly? Because everybody says it, who's a pretty polly? It's not It's not talking to you. It's not having a conversation. It hasn't got emotions or feelings. It's just regurgitating words. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is what, you, you've been saying this for a long time now. You know, look, you look at some of these new shows and everything is centred around, centred around 
therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about your emotions. Because these, listen, this right and strike, I see elements of both sides. I see, I I can understand why they're pissed off, you know, when you're getting it, Hollywood executives earning tens of millions of pounds and they're getting paid peanuts. But the end of the day, these writers are so out of touch with reality, they can't write about anything apart from getting a fucking Starbucks and talking to their therapist about how they feel and how they're suffering from PTSD. Starbucks, yeah, yeah, because Starbucks have run out of their favourite flavour latte. You know, you don't live in the real world. You've been sheltered. and Unfortunately, you're a victim of your own reality that you're building. So there's an element of the writers, go fuck yourselves because you can't write anything of any substance anyway. But there's the same point as where... The studio executives have commissioned you to write stuff like this. So it's a catch-22. My attitude is, like we said, burn Hollywood burn because the writers aren't giving us what we want and the studio executives are commissioning these ghastly people with their pink and blue hair and their multiple genders and everything else to write stuff that is so... Listen, I'm deviating because I'm, I'm, I'm rambling now, but Star Trek Strange New Worlds, you know, there's no... You look at the Enterprise, Yoda, and the Enterprise is massive. You know, you've got Pike, he's, a, he's in his own court, he's got his own kitchen in his quarters. Now, it's been referred to, but you look at the original Star Trek, where the quarters were nothing more than probably 10 foot by 10 foot rooms with a bedding and a table. It was even mentioned with Scotty, when Scotty was in The Next Generation, where they put him into one of the rooms. He was like, I don't want special treatment. I was like, oh, this is a a standard headquarter, a standard room, yeah. and it was huge. He was like, we never had anything like this. And you could start Trek Enterprise where they was literally ducking to get under certain certain rooms or there was beams yeah. coming across them. And now you're suddenly looking at Star Trek Enterprise, uh, Star Trek in Strange New Worlds. You're like, you're a part, you're, 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 it's you're kind of fireplace. So bigger than my house. Yeah, you've got a fireplace and a kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's a so bad idea on a spaceship. <laughs> No comprehension of what's gone before, and this is the problem. You writers are whining that you're not getting enough money, but you're not giving us anything because you don't know the source of material because you're too arrogant and you're too lazy to go and research to watch old Star Trek and go, they didn't live like this. This is not how they lived. Well, Phil, let me get back to... Let me get back to something oh, you cool. said earlier. You said you, you know, you make a mistake, you learn from the mistake, you don't make the mistake again. I, I think to a certain extent, uh, you know, a computer can be programmed on task level to to do that same thing. But what what I'm trying to talk about is like you've had things happen to you that you could not fix. They weren't mistakes. You just could not fix them. Maybe mm-hmm. that you got victimized by something. Maybe you know you got hit by a car. Whatever. You could think. A, a relationship didn't work out you know all these failures that necessarily you didn't make the wrong move you just it was an experience you had to have yeah. that maybe shapes your worldview and that shaping of a worldview cannot be done in a machine it can only be done through experiences and that that worldview is going to be unique to every single person that lives and every single person yeah. that lives can you know some of those people are going to have the talent to make stories in in ways that you know, inspires millions of other people. You can't do that with an AI. You can't. No. No. But you can't do that, Yoda. You can't do that with some of these writers that are, that are now protesting that are responsible for 
for leading some of the franchises that we've grown to love and well, made what they are. I mean, that goes because to they, my they point. So removed. They're so removed from reality. They don't have any experiences. That's my point, isn't it? No, they don't. They, they don't have any. They don't have any experiences that got them out of their little bubble, their little egg, yeah. their comfortable little womb. And whenever anything happens, find, they go run I to a therapist. Find they have been oppressed very badly, actually. Yeah, yeah. do you know what? Right. They've never been fucking, <laughs> think, they've never been bullied, think... they've never been told home truths, they've never probably been smacked think... by a parent, and they've got no comprehension of what life is really like. This is when they come out and they've, they've been, they've been um, tasked right, with these, these you... things of writing stuff, and they don't understand because it's so far removed. What's that clicking noise? Right. Are you clicking a space bar or something? What is that? Can I hear that? Well, I can't hear anything. Right. right, I was just going to say that oh, you may be losing my point now. Damn it. I know you're clicking your mouse. Just say it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can hear click, click. Can you hear that? Is that just Yeah, me? I can hear it. Is it this? Yes. Yeah. Really? That's supposed to be like a really quiet mouse bloody thing. Yeah, um, you're sitting in an incognito, incognito tab looking at Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, this microphone is not that good because it's not been picking up my fart. So every time I go... <laughs> yes, they have. We've just been nice. sort of... <laughs> um, right, OK, I'll stop clicking then, damn you. I'm not yeah. messing with him. It's just a Get mistake. A goddamn, I of uh, arm and and point the goddamn thing where it's supposed to be. Can we be a professional I here? To, I, uh, <laughs> when I get paid, sure. Um, <laughs> Shit. I do need. I do need. I do need. I do need to fiddle around with my microphone because it I, it picks up this as well. Yes, it does. It? Yes. yes. Yeah, I know, and I can't help it. I've got to just sit here like that. You need to get yourself like a Rubik's Cube or a spinner or something like that just to keep your hands off the side. Well, you oh, I've got something for that. <laughs> it's a hell of a microphone, though, right? You're just over here going, yeah. just click, click, just normal, normal. Yeah. And everybody else yeah. is hearing, go, 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 go. <laughs> I've got nothing to play with in here. It's no. the mouse of Zeus. Bam. <laughs> Uh, thank you, so I'm, I'm for one. I'm, I'm happy for this wider strike. I'm happy for the actor strike because it gives us all the time to sit back and just chill out and just stop consuming the shit they're force feeding us. Go back to yeah, I mean, go back it, over some old films I've seen stuff. for a long time. It's, it's annoying because I think they have a point. It's just the people <laughs> that would get the benefit from it are people who should not be writing in the first place. So I'm kind of and, fucked yeah. either way. <laughs> also, just to mention this in closing, um, apparently Bob Iger earns $25 million a year. Uh, he's just extended his own contract, which is nice. Uh, and he is saying that the pay rises of these writers is, uh, it, it, it's, it's not something, it's not viable. Just to get that out of there. I'm well, wondering, okay, so... Iger made this mess. I think we're all agreed on that. He was supposed to, you know, kind of right the ship and head off into the sunset. But now he's redoing his contract. He's going to stay until 2026. Is this him trying to continue to clean up his mess, but try to do it in a way that says, oh, I was right all along. But because 
they if the parks aren't pulling in, which means the cruise ships probably aren't pulling in anymore. The mm. movies aren't pulling in. The streaming service, which was his bread and butter, that was his legacy. It's dying on the vine. He's got to pay all this money to Hulu, uh, to Universal, to own Hulu, and then they're going to wrap that all into Disney+. Plus. I'm kind of like going, I, I, if they don't have some hits soon, they're not going to have the money to do any of this. And they, they're, they, they've lost – it's getting into the billions on all these different billions. And it's going crazy. So he's, I guess he's like, I admit that he's firing some woke executives and that sort of thing. He's starting to clean house. I I hope that he continues to do that, but I'm kind of like, I don't know if Iger is even close to being able to be the guy to figure this out, or if he's just, he's painting himself into a corner at this point. The, th- the thing is, the th- Manning has just said that the 25 million is not actually that much for a CEO these days. But this is the main problem. Whenever you- we've had strikes over here on the NHS because the the the, the, the sort of the, the staff workers, the the, lo- the the lowest of the kind of economic um, people here, just aren't earning enough, and they want a pay rise. Whereas the CEOs and everything else have been getting pay rises. So I mean, that 25 million, no, it's not a lot. But they Disney have just fired 7,000 people. How many of those people could have been paid out of that twenty-five million? And it's like it's not like Bob Iger works any harder than these people who are on the front line, you know, doing the animation and doing the special effects and all this kind of stuff. It's oh, it's horrible. Hey, hey, world. Disney, I I can do it uh, way better than Bob Iger for the bargain <laughs> basement price yeah. of ten million. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it for nine. I could do it for nine. I'll do it for five, <laughs> but I but but I want airfare. You got you got to do airfare. Uh, I seriously, I mean, for for a lot less money, I could do a better job. I really believe it. Yeah, but, it I mean, the- let's be honest. It's not hard when you've got franchises like Star Wars and Star Trek, to, you know, and DC and Marvel. You've got so much source material it, it's that's, practically that's impossible thing. to fuck it up and it, it managed to do yeah. it and you're like you should I can get it done in, printing I can money. get it done in a day I'll, I'll do it one day and retire <laughs> Kathy you're fired okay I'm out everybody <laughs> see you later <laughs> it is just, it's right. remarkable the state we're in it is remarkable it is. the state we're in and they keep, Let's move they on keep to- going though they don't just go they don't just turn around and go yeah, do you know what? We've made a massive... I mean, Tom Cruise is a prime example. Look what he's done recently with Mission Impossible 7. Mission Impossible, is it 7? And, and Maverick... Matt, Matt, he's not going to have sex with you, okay? Come on. <laughs> Give it up. But he's the, prior, he's the perfect... Just entertain us. Stop with the preaching about gays and blacks and Hispanics and everything else. Just entertain us. It's not fucking Just make difficult. movies, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, let's move on then, because we've we're, we're all going to have a stroke here soon. So, <laughs> I know you saw City. this. I, I, saw, I definitely this. saw this. Um, I had I had issues with my play, but no, I saw this. Wes Anderson's new movie, Asteroid City, is now on streaming. Uh, uh, it looks like myself and Yoda have seen it. Um, Matt, have you seen it yet? I'm a bit hit and miss with Wes Anderson. I'm I. I'm of the opinion that you've seen one, you've seen them all, if I'm perfectly honest. 
he he is very quirky is what we said yeah. you can take him or leave him with his movies and stuff I was quite looking forward to Asteroid City and I'm, I, I found I actually really enjoyed it actually I thoroughly enjoyed the whole thing I Yoda, did, what was your take I, I did not I wanted to okay. like it um, here's my problem with it it's it's a play within a play right yes so when you do a play within a play kind of thing, say, say like a noise is off or something like that, the story should be about the actors. And yes, they're, they're playing these characters within the play, but it's usually the behind the scenes stuff. And, and you're getting to know the actor, that character playing another character. Yeah. But the way he did it was the focus was on the actual play. And you were getting to know the characters within that play. The guy who had his his wife die, and he and he couldn't tell his kids, and and you know he started having a relationship with Scarlett Johansson. That's all that you yeah. were getting involved with. They barely, they only kind of hinted that they were actors. You know, like they would go to black and white like two or three times in the movie, so you really didn't get to know those those characters. You got to know the characters they were playing. And that's where the story was, and that's where the emotional beat was. So when they get to the end, and basically the actor just pulls off the beard and has the a big emotional moment with Margot Robbie, who has not been – I mean, basically her, her part was cut for time. And that's where they have the big emotional scene, not as the character himself, but as the actor. I'm like going – I. You can't feel anything. This, it, it, it just completely undercut anything they were trying to do. So I ended up being bored throughout most of it because every time mm. I would get into these characters in Asteroid City, I know this is very confusing the way I'm explaining it. You got the characters in Asteroid City and you got the actors playing these characters in Asteroid City. And occasionally the actor will break the character in Asteroid City and have his own little moment or he'll have a moment with the director or something like that. And none of that resonated with me because I was more focused on the story within the story because that was where vast majority of the movie mm. took place. And so when they get to the big end, the, the the climax, it's like this isn't the character, the guy with the beard figuring all this out. This is the actor figuring all this out. And we barely spent any time with him. So no, I, I just I wanted to like it, but it just it it wasn't working. I mean, I think that's overthinking it. I, to me, I was just happy to go along with the characters. And like I say, just all of the characters. Which just, one? They all worked. All of them. The actors the or the, no, but the characters in Asteroid City? I, I was more vested in the characters in Asteroid City itself than outside. Yeah. And so, yeah, that ending was kind of a, a, a little disappointing come the end. But overall, like I say, it's... To me, it's it's his storytelling. I don't think it's so much about the ending, as opposed to, say, Mission Impossible, which is like a big dramatic finale and everything else. I didn't feel like that. That was a kind of big dramatic finale in this. It was just kind of an ending, which I didn't... I don't know. I liked it. It's supposed to have an emotional crescendo at some point in any kind of movie. It doesn't matter. And this one just... If if you're going to build up these characters and, and you have to have the father have a learning moment about the death of his wife that never happened for him. That was kind of the point of the entire movie, in my opinion. I mean, there's other things going on with the alien and picking up the asteroid and all that stuff. But in the end, it was like, no, no, it's about these actors trying to figure out their part. I'm like, I don't, 
to, to me, with the actor strike and everything going on, how self-indulgent can you get? You know what I mean? That's <laughs> just how it felt. I was like going, oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> what I will say is, is the movie is beautifully directed. Technically, it's one of the best films I've seen in a long time because of yeah, the way he pans his shots and all that kind of stuff. And, I mean, I've, I've actually known somebody who works in animation who worked with him on Fantastic Mr. Fox, and they said that one of the scenes they did, they had to do, like, sort of seven or eight times, re re animate the whole thing because it wasn't just as perfect as he needed it. And from that respect, like that's I say... Just, I, that's I, just I, been a wanker, though. <laughs> no, it's not. No, 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 because I, I see to me, that's to me, it's like, um, you know, Kubrick. Kubrick thought about every frame in all of his movies. Every frame meant something. And I think Wes Anderson's the same, that he just, when he wants to no. tell his own story, he does it. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll never I, get I, as I upset think you about. Can strive for perfection. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay diverse. with you. Look at Kubrick, sci fi, horror, and everything else. Wes Anderson just directs Wes Anderson films. Oh, here's a shot with two people with equal parallel in between, and we're going to zoom. We're going to zoom. It's boring. It's boring. And uh, I, I get if he's not your style, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to say that he doesn't put a lot of effort into his craft and to his style of movie. I will take that any day over corporate AI swell that we get now that has no effort yeah, as lazy as possible. It's the I same mean, old, it's just. Same old. Uh, I don't think he's ever the same old, same old. I just think he's hit or miss, and this is one of those that missed for me. I don't mm, think it see. worked. Like like Grand Budapest Hotel, I thought was great. I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. I enjoyed that. Enjoyed that. I think that I think you know because you're you're following those characters through the ultimate conclusion of the movie. This one just cut the rug out from under you because it's like oh the character that you're really invested in. He hasn't learned anything. It's only the actor that learns something that you've barely spent any time with and is gay, so he wouldn't really understand having a wife and kids wow. anyway. And it's like, okay. Well, hold on. The character's <laughs> wife died his guy. No, the actor yeah, who no, the plays actor the character to, is gay. Is gay. But, he, uh, but he's character, his wife dies. So we can't the character he's playing. We can have it this way. That's it. I'm never watching it. It's, it's, just, it's just, yeah, it's just a convoluted It's It's his tenant. It's too convoluted. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, I me, know, just tell me what what time in the film uh, uh, Scarlett has and gets her tits out. I'll watch that bit and then I'll just. Uh, sometime in the first third, I think. In 26 seconds. Oh, I'll see for a third of a movie. I'll just think, watch that bit. I think it was that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's, it's, ver <laughs> it's very blurry. It's not worth the, It's not worth your time. Watch on that. That's why Phil's all that clicking. He's trying to unblur it. <laughs> Got it in Photoshop. Enhance. Click. Enhance. Okey doke. Righto. Well, that's been an interesting chat this week. It's always nice to have so many people joining in the chat. Thank you very much, everybody who's joined us. It's always a pleasure. Uh, Yoda, would you like to wrap up for us? Sure. And yes, we did have a lot of people on the chat, didn't we? I think we got up to like 12 watchers. I don't know. Yeah, but thank you very there much. You we really appreciate it. Don't forget to come to lastmovieoutpost.com. Your home for movie news, streaming news, and everything cool about film. We are the cool news now. You can reach us on Twitter at, at @movieoutpost. He's at Boba Phil. I'm at Drunken Yoda One. And Matt has been kicked off Twitter again. <laughs> Keep it in your pants. Matt, keep it in your pants. There's only two genders. Just get on board with it. Jesus Christ. Nobody wants all those dick I'm pics. offended. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs>
What is anyway. wrong with you, sir? <laughs> anyway, you can reach us on Facebook at slash last movie outpost and at Instagram at, at last movie outpost. Uh, we've just got the whole site redone. I think it's doing much better now. Um, we now. now now that uh, uh, <laughs> Matt has done the designing yeah. instead me, of me, me, he me gets to Yoda, live in the hell that I used to live in. Ass off. <laughs> You start feeding me one more message about the headlines I'm like, I'm gonna fucking drive. Well, I'm, I'm like God. I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here. I, I'm just sitting here like like a like a grandparent watching his uh, son have problem with his own kids. Like having a little trouble there, huh, Matt? Pretty rough, huh? Oh, don't mind me. I'm over here drinking a mai tai. Headlines still unwind. Are you fucking? <laughs> you good? Oh, oh, dirty kids. I don't. Oh, yeah, 20 like miles that. away from where I live. I'm coming down to search. Uh, we're on the same continent, you motherfucker. I'm coming after you. <laughs> By the way, I, I would like to red. go to your. Uh, <laughs> thank you, hey, Sammy. Thank you, man. My goodness. Yeah, put that up there. Have Hooray, we can afford though. dinner. Yes. Food again. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> Uh, uh, Matt, do you have anything else? No dick pics, please. I would just like to say that if anyone's got any Wild and White writer's strike and the actor's strike is on and we can take advantage and revisit old movies and TV shows, I mentioned Cheers. Um, If anyone's got any recommendations that they'd like us, maybe I thought maybe like a book club, like a film club, where someone could recommend a movie or or something that we could watch during the week and discuss it next week. I yeah, recommend I just thought, you That's great. I just thought well, I'm well, three seconds before we go off air. Brilliant. Thanks for that. Well, it's good. You, you finished it 20 minutes early because you want to go and <laughs> download all that porn you've been clicking on that. Go, go. Dinner. Go. Go wonk your willy. Go. No, because well, I know if I go, you'll you just talk about me behind my back. Me and Yoda can take over. No, it's just I recommended California with Brad Pitt, California with a K, to my friend uh, Russ the other day, and he loved it, and he'd never even heard of it before. Okay, I will recommend Margin Call. I think it's a much more serious look at what the big short looked at. I like the big short, but I think Margin Call was a much better. It's more of a, it's more of a moment in time, and uh, it's, it Is takes place Spacey? over – Kevin Spacey and um, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons and Williamson. yeah, it's really Paul really good. Paul Bettany, it's very very good. Williamson. Okay, Williamson. I've got a recommendation then as well. This is really old school. Uh, Stalingrad Seventeen. Um, Sean recommended it a little while ago, and I watched it. And it's kind of—I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be like The Great Escape, but it's kind of like a comedy version of The Great Escape, and it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Stalingrad seventeen. Stalingrad. No, sorry, Stalag seventeen. Sorry, Stalag seventeen. Seventeen. With William Holden, it was it was really really good. And like I say, it was really had really funny moments in there. And like I say, I didn't know what to expect, but ultimately it was like I say, it was like a comedy version of The Great Escape. How they were trying to break out of this German okay. prison camp, but it was just done in kind of like in the style of Mash type of thing, you know, where everybody's got their own little characters and stuff. It was good. Well, should, we, right. should I do an article tomorrow morning and maybe we start like a film club while, like we said, like the uh, while the strikes are on and we can re refine and fall in love with old stuff, let's recommend some stuff and then we can watch it during the week and then chat about it next Saturday, Sunday. 
Yeah, that sounds good. Although we might be changing the days. We're not sure yet. Uh, we're a long way off of that yet. No, I suppose. Oh, right. Oppenheimer. Okay. Is anyone seeing Oppenheimer on Friday? I'm going Friday to see it. Is anyone seeing that? This weekend? Next weekend? I certainly think it's impossible. I, I must admit, I'm a bit brassic this month as well, so I don't know if I can afford it. Fair enough. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll see it Friday. I'll do a review on Friday then, because I'm going at like 12 o'clock. Mm, fair enough. And and to get the full effect of the IMAX experience, I'm gonna watch it on my phone, but like this. Get the get the <laughs> what do you call it, the virtual VR thing, yeah. Yeah. I have got one then. Um it belongs to a mate of mine. I was supposed to give it back and I still haven't. Anyway. That's Paul again, okay. funny the Indiana Jones guy. Sorry, mate. <laughs> We will catch up and I will give it back to you. He actually lent it to me before the rise of Skywalker. <laughs> That's how long I've had it. Like three like odd years. Four years three ago, years. man. <laughs> you're getting on to it's half a decade. Let's get it. That's that I think I think he's, you're he's, at this point you you have ownership rights. I think that's how it works. <laughs> Grandfather rights, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start a film club and I'm gonna look at Madding mentioned Angel Town. I've got no idea what that is, but I'm gonna check it out. All right. Good Phil. Jake, you didn't hear that. Mrs. Mrs. Bob of Phil is literally dressed up in a Princess Leia outfit and you are half, no, no, halfway no. out it's, the door before we've even finished. It's, it's the old joke, isn't it, of, of, of I came in the other day, I was a bit, a bit depressed, and the wife said, how about we go upstairs and have some fun in the bedroom? How about I put on my your favourite um, Star Wars outfit for you? So I said, yeah, all right then. Went up a little bit early and, and I said, Jabba the Hutt's not my favourite. <laughs> Goodbye. We, for, for those of you in the audience, we've heard these many times. And uh, boy, they just get funnier every time. He's gone. <laughs> so, anyway, no, no. so how long you want to continue? I don't care. I'll anything. anything. I'll be good. No, you won't. No, you won't. Uh, anything but go back out to my family. Uh <laughs> No, seriously. Um, Phil, you got anything else? I've already asked Matt. I'm done. No, I'm good. Like I say, back to normal next week. We're going to be cracking on with more movie news, reviews, and everything cool about film on the site. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, then. Thank you very much for watching, everybody, and we will see you on the next stream. Maybe. Did you just rip one, you piece of shit? Fuck up a perfectly good ending of the show. We had stuck the landing. And what do you got to do? Sending oh, you quick. $10 back. I'm going to open the window. That Stop it. Oh, God. New meaning the word oh. bangers and mash. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>